Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and this time I'd like to invite the kids of the congregation to come forward. Good morning. How are you guys? You guys are good? Well, um, the last couple of weeks in the, the Bible lessons, we've been talking about mountains. Have, do you remember this? Jesus went up on top of the mountain. He taught all his friends to, to be blessed. He said, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor heart, blessed are those who grieve. You're looking at me like I've never heard this before in my life. He did. Okay, and Moses went up a mountain too today. We heard about Moses going up a mountain and he got the tablets up there. Well, and then today in the gospel, we heard about um, Jesus climbing up a mountain again with his friends, James and John and Peter. Have you guys ever been mountain climbing? No. No? No. no? I haven't either. The closest that I've gotten to uh, mountain climbing is climbing the rock wall at Camp Luther Haven. You went there once? It's a great place, and as you get older, uh, you get to climb up this. Or You've done Badger Mountain? You've climbed all the way up to Badger Mountain? Great. That's great. So at Luther Haven, there's this rock wall that has three faces and three, uh, three different ways you can climb all the way up. And then at the top, at the very top, you can, have a, you can make a decision. You can either come back down or... You can zip line. Do you guys know what a zip line is? Yeah, yeah. and you can go flying out into the, to the meadow. It's a great, great thing. It's so much fun. I've done it myself. There's the hard wall, there's the medium wall, and then there's the pastor's wall. Okay? So you can, you can make sure you get up there. When I go up there, I love to help kids get up on top of the wall and, and go zip lining. There was one year that I was helping this, uh, this little boy. Um, well, he's not quite a little boy, but he was a, a younger boy. And he wanted desperately, desperately to get up on top so he could go ziplining. And so I said, you know, what, what do you want to do? He said, I want to zipline. I said, I'm going to make that happen for you, okay? So we put him in some harnesses and put him on carabiners and ropes and everything like that. And then I hooked in to make sure that, because you want to make sure that you're, you're safe. And uh, I hold on to the rope and everything, and he started going up there, and he got about halfway up there, and he decided, I, I, I'm done, okay, thank you, I can, I'm going to come back down now. And I said, is that really what you want? Is that, do you want to come down, or do you want a zip line? And he said, I want a zip line, but I'm scared. I said, well, lean back, because I've got you. He said, No. I said, no, no, all the ropes and everything will hold you on. You'll be safe and sound and no problem. He said, no. 
I said, well, trust me, because I'm, I'm a pastor. And he said, no. I said, trust me, because I'm your dad. And you know what he said? No, and if you drop me, mom's going to kill you. It was my son, Colin. My son, Colin, was up there, and, and he desperately wanted to get up there. I said, do you want a zip line today? He said, yes, I do. I said, okay, we're going to get you up there. So I said, Colin, put your hand here, put your foot here, and he started going up there, and he almost got almost to the very tippy top, almost there. And he said, oh, Dad, I can't, I, I got to come back down. I said, do you want a zip line? He said, yes. And so I pulled on the rope really hard, and he jumped all the way up there. And he got up on top. Well, when he got on top, that wasn't the end of it. He stayed up there for 45 more minutes. Because he was so scared to zip line. It was so high. And he just, he just kept looking down and seeing how far down it was. And I, so I said, Colin, come on. You, gotta, you know, your friends are going. And he said, they can go. And so they did. They, came, they went up there and they zip lined. And he was still on top of there. And then the person that was on top of there that was helping everybody, they started talking to Colin, and they said, Colin, I'm going to pray with you. Will that help? And Colin said, nope. But they prayed with him, and nothing happened. So then I said, Colin, Colin James, if you don't come down right now, I'm going to tell your mom. And that didn't even help, it, help at all. Finally, after waiting, after waiting, he finally got up the courage. He got out. He leaned over, and he kind of fell onto the zipline. The zipline took him out into the middle of the, of the meadow, and you know what he did? He yelled like this. <laughs> but he was having fun. He did have fun. And now he can go up that rock wall in under 10 seconds. He's, he's older now, and he goes up that rock wall, and he helps people on top, and he does all that, and he loves it. But the one thing that he wanted to make sure is that he kind of felt all, like he was all alone. Well, I told him that I had him in my, with the ropes and, and everything. I had him there, but you know what? Somebody else had him too. Can you think of anybody else who would, who would help him right there? God, that's right, Kenley. God was right there. Jesus was right there with him. They got him, and I helped get him up there, but Jesus was there. And finally, when he finally felt safe enough, he finally felt there. He felt like God was with him. Then he felt he could zip line. And he did. And he did. God's with us no matter what. If we start out at the bottom of the mountain, God is with us. When we go to the very tippy top, God is with us right there, then and there too. And no matter what, if we go to the very depths of the ocean, God is right there with us. There's no place that God is not with us at all. And so I just want you guys to remember that, that God is always going to be with you, all right? When you're scared and when you're excited, when you're ziplining and when you're climbing rock walls, Jesus is right there with you too, all right? Shall we pray? Holy God, I thank you so very much for uh, all the opportunities that we get to find out where and when you are with us. And we ask that you continue to do that no matter where we go, no matter what we do. You will always be with us. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much.
Grace and peace to you from God our Father, our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, who lives and reigns amongst us now and forever. Amen. Um, just a quick show of hands. How many of you are Stephen's ministers? Trained in the past? Okay, stand up if you're in the, in the back. All right, we have two up there. We had seven at the first service. I guess they, they're morning people. So um, we have, I think, um, 18 trained. Is that right, Ron? Do you know? Eighteen active members, fifty trained. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. I have never had the privilege of serving in the congregation with Stephen's ministers. Um, how many of you know what Stephen's ministries is? Oh, good, good. Um, I found this definition to be entirely helpful. Stephen ministers uh, help and accompany those who are in tough places in life. It can be going through grief or going through a diagnosis. It could be going through a hard time. It could be all those kind of things. But Stephen ministers, what they do is they come and they accompany the people that are having tough times. Now, Stephen ministers are not trained counselors. They're not, not psychologists. But they are people who love God and want to share that love of God with others who are hurting. And it's amazing to me that the ministry here has been going on for so long and is such well, has such well-representative. The training that I went to, and, and I, I know I've been to a lot of trainings the last couple months, and, and I know that doesn't, isn't, didn't we call a pastor who was trained? Well, yes, but we need more training and more. And so the training that I went to was a whole week long. It started off at 3 o'clock last Sunday afternoon, and it stopped yesterday at 11 o'clock. We went um, from uh, about 8 o'clock in the morning to about 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, just about every night. And you know what was hard? It was in Anaheim. I could see the fireworks at Disneyland from my hotel room. And I could not go. But I was a good pastor. I was a good father, a good husband. We kind of have this unwritten rule in our family, you don't go to Disneyland unless everybody goes to Disneyland. I did go to the second happiest place on earth, the Lego store. So, you know, hey. The training was for leaders. It wasn't for esteemed ministers. It was for leaders, those who kind of help to lead the program and to lead the ministry within the congregation. And like I said earlier, Stephen Ministries has 13,000 uh, congregations and 198 different denominations. At our table alone, we had a couple from Hilo, Hawaii. We had a gentleman from Sydney, Australia. And we had a couple people from uh, Arizona in Scottsdale and in uh, um, and Nevada as well, too. And then there was just little old us from, from Kennewick, Washington. In the process of the training, you get very in-depth and you get uh, to build a relationship with those that are around you, very much like a Stephen Minister's uh, relationship. 
And like a Stevens minister's relationship, it is for just but a short amount of time. A Stevens minister relationship doesn't go on forever and ever and ever. It goes on until both Stevens minister and care receiver feel like it's a good time to be at an end. And the goal of this relationship is to take that person that was hurting from hurt to a better place. Now, over the next couple months, you will probably hear a lot about Stevens Ministries because I'm on fire for it, and, and our team is on fire for it, and we have a lot of work to do, which is good news for you and for us as well, too. I told you earlier that this sermon was not written in an airport. I thought for sure earlier in the week that it was going to be written in the airport because I didn't have enough time to put it together. But one night on Wednesday night, I stayed up late and I looked at the lessons and I saw a connection between our lessons and what I was learning as a Stevens minister leader. This week is the transfiguration. Jesus goes up on top of the mountain and he takes just a few of his chosen disciples with him. Peter, James, and John. They go up there to pray, to get away, to figure some things out, I imagine. And while they're up there, something extraordinary happens. Jesus is transfigured in front of them. Now, I don't know exactly what that means. But Jesus was changed in front of them, so much so that they, they knew something dramatic happened. He said his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. And as they were looking at him, they noticed that Elijah and Moses, two of the best well-known prophets of the Old Testament, were standing there with Jesus and talking to him. Now, Peter and James and John, being good, um, well, being good Lutherans, you know, of course, I'm sure that they were Lutherans back then, um, they weren't quite sure what was going on. And so Peter, being a good uh, uh, congregational president, decided that, that they needed maybe to form a new committee. They needed to form a new team that would do something to, to uh, kind of Make sure that this moment was not lost. And so Peter spoke up and said, Jesus, you know what we need to do? We need to make three new places, new dwellings. Maybe we need a fellowship hall. Maybe we need a youth center. Maybe we need uh, a food bank or something like that. I'm sure that all of those things are needed. But we need to make sure that you, Jesus, have a place, that Moses has a place, and that Elijah has a place. And that we never forget that we, what happened here. Now while Peter was speaking, all of a sudden a very bright cloud overshadowed them. And as Peter was speaking, the cloud came, from the cloud came a voice. And the voice said this, This is my son. The beloved. With him I am well pleased. 
listen to him. Now the disciples heard that and they fell to the ground. They were overcome with fear. They were trembling. They didn't know what was going on. And it's here, here that I think that Peter, James, and John, they really could have used a Stephen minister. They needed somebody that would accompany them through this, this traumatic event in their life. Through seeing the Moses and Elijah, the prophets that were dead long ago. And from hearing the voice of God with their own ears. They need somebody else to help them process this. And to make some sense of it. Now we know that Stephen wasn't a part of the disciples at this time. And luckily for James and John and Peter, they had someone that was, was far greater and more attuned to ministry than Stephen. They had Jesus. He was there. And even though they were overcome with fear and trepidation and not knowing what was going on, Jesus was there. And he touched them. And he spoke to them. Jesus said to them, get up and do not be afraid. Get up and do not be afraid. There are times in our lives where we get overwhelmed. There are times in our lives where we don't know what's going on, even though we see it right in front of us. There are times in our lives where we are so afraid we become paralyzed and don't know which way is up. And we need that help. In our congregation, we have the blessing of a Stephen's ministry that helps in those times. When you are hurting and in need of desperate help, when nobody is listening, our Stephen's ministry is trained and trained very well to do exactly that. To be as Jesus said to those disciples, get up and do not be afraid. I imagine for James and John and Peter, it was not easy to just get up and move back down the mountain. Luckily, Jesus accompanied them. They all went back down the mountain. And for Jesus, this is a turn in his ministry. He not only comes down the mountain, but we know that is headed, he is headed towards the cross. This Wednesday night begins our own Lenten journey. A Lenten journey that will bring us from the highest heights to the deepest depths. We go from being on the mountain of transfiguration to being on the mountain of three crosses to the crucifixion and ultimately to the death of Jesus himself. Even though this Lenten journey will be a tough one for us, 
as it is each and every year. To know that Jesus is going to the cross for you and for me is not something that's easy to comprehend. But yet, listen again to what Jesus has to say to his disciples and what Jesus has to say to you. Get up and do not be afraid. You are not alone. I am with you. I hope and my prayer is that over the next weeks and months and years, if you need help, if you need someone to listen to, if you need someone to walk with you, you will remember what Stephen Ministries does and know that there is someone for you that can help you to remember that Jesus is for you and loves you and you are his beloved child. As we journey towards the crucifixion and ultimately to our own resurrection, we need to remember that we too do not need to be afraid. For our God has decided that we are his, his holy and forever. I invite you to please stand as we sing how good Lord to be here.